Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence for the WIBR Warren Radio Network through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find the WIBR Warren Radio on USA.live, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows by going to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. You'll also find us through the following streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you heard us as your interaction helps. And don't miss the following posts on the, on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America taking the kingdom away. There are those powers in this nation that are enemies of the way, of our way of life, our constitution and our bill of rights. In addition, they push a race war of all wars within this country. All of this is occurring because of blatant sin. Also, American truth of men, donkeys, and elephants. Where do we find the truth? The Lord warned us of deception and deceivers. For American deceit is practiced and has been in practice and shaded as the truth. The latest posts on warn-usa.com Advancing Christ's Gospel on Classic Warn Radio brings you the real struggle of life and death overseas for many Christians. Also, you can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com. They're available 24-7 for listening and downloading. And for the latest posts on Dana Glenn Smith, don't miss Visions of Sugar Plums and Socialism. Socialist dreams, visions of Socialist dream visions of sugar plums are dancing in their minds of many people in our government who support the nonsense which we have witnessed. And news from the field, this is from a a report on our show and how it is doing in Apple Podcast in Saudi Arabia. And it's from podstatus.com. Your podcast, Visions, Faith, and Persecution Church has good performance in Apple Podcast. It's um, in the last 30 days, it's in position 35 in the category Christian Christianity in Saudi Arabia. So that's pretty exciting. And you can go to DanaGlennSmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter. And also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop on DanaGlennSmith.com where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Visions Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. (laughs) 
Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, we're doing good. Bugging on through the week. Yeah. yeah. And through Isaiah as well. We're on part 95. Yeah. We're going to be celebrating our 100th episode here. <laughs> About a month from now. Or so. So, uh, at any rate. The highlight of this week was the new Windows 11 reveal, which I, I was privy to they since I I guess since I have a Microsoft account and I've had their thing all the way through that uh, I get I don't know got the email so yeah that's exciting anyway it looks pretty good it really does and uh, they said that no I didn't see the part where uh, I just saw you know what was in it I I don't have time to sit there through the whole thing because they had uh, separate uh, things for uh, the commercial when they're going to release it and things like that so they're going to be releasing in November December which is about the time period I figured it would be right that's what you said <laughs> and so at any rate that's neither here nor there so uh, it is a t uh, they really have uh, changed it in a lot of respects uh, in action and a lot of the things that uh, for a lot of people they'll like it I, I don't know if it's going to make that big of a difference for what I do because a lot of the things that they are making it for I, I don't really pay attention to so at any rate that's neither here nor there the main thing is it's a good if it's a good system they have all the bugs worked out that's the big thing yeah. Because I've been through the litany of this baloney known as Windows 10 from the beginning, and it was like pulling teeth. You know, it's just been a, a mess, and just about every update there was a problem and an issue, and it continues to this day. There's always some kind of an issue, and so we'll see how it does. So at any rate, we are in Isaiah. I'm getting ready to do this. Okay, on part 95, faith facing temptation is when you realize that which that which is threatening you stands at the door. There are armies at the gates of the city. The standards of this enemy are posted all around the per perimeter. And now back to you. Well, indeed, you know, we left off at Isaiah 36, 16, hearken not to Hezekiah, that's Rabshakeh, speaking for Sennacherib. And uh, for thus saith the king of Assyria, make an agreement with me by a present, come out to me and eat every one of his vine and every one of his fig tree, drink ye every one of the waters of his own cistern, which is nothing but a bunch of baloney. I mean, if you were in a modern army, you'd say the same thing. Come on out, we'll treat you well. But the minute you give up and you're in the arms of the enemy, they can do whatever they want to you. You don't listen to the enemy, and you surely don't listen to uh, anybody you're fighting with that says, oh, come on out and play. You know, we're going to be nice to you. Yeah, right. Johnny comes home lately, but he's not stupid. So we don't, uh, we don't go there. And it says, uh, the next verse, he says, Until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards. <laughs> you know, this is nothing but a bunch of baloney. But Rabshakeh is slicker than a skunk. I mean, this guy, you know, you know, come on out and enjoy yourself. Be with us. You know, you're going to eat the fruit of the land. We're going to take care of you. You know, I mean, why do you listen to Isaiah, uh, Hezekiah? You know, come on out. Let's be friends. Come on. It's not that bad. That is until I take you away to a land like your own land. It's not a land like your own land. It, it, the Lord God didn't give it to you. It's full of idols. And, of course, uh, the problem the house of Israel got in trouble anyway is because they filled it with idols. And they they did serve other gods. And that's why the northern tribes were totally carried away. And I believe it was by Sargon, and that is uh, uh, Sennacherib's dad. And so the Assyrians think, well, we took the northern tribe away. It, it'll be easy. We'll take Jerusalem away. 
But see, Jerusalem uh, has now been restored through Hezekiah. Isaiah's there with him. And as we flow through this, we're going to get in Isaiah 37 and 38, and you're going to get the whole picture uh, of how this thing works. But, you know, when they say they're going to take you to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, you know, you're not going there as, as a buddy. You're going there as a conquered people. You're going to be slaves, you know. And, of course, the way this works, they will interbreed. This was typical of the time. They will interbreed with uh, uh, the Jews who they conquer. And uh, their men will take their, their, their women as wives. And that uh, will make it to where Israel won't be a problem anymore, or so they think. So this is, uh, you know, it, it's not like that. You know, someone comes along in America and say, come on, you know, let's be buddies. Let's go on over to a Marxist system. You know, it's going to be, America will be full of land and corn and wine, and you're going to have robotics, and everybody's going to live peaceably, and you can sit around and do nothing or play on your smartphone all day long. You're going to have plenty of money. You're going to have plenty of food, and everything's going to be fine. Now, see, that's what these bunch of knuckleheads we got around here are trying to push. But if you believe in fools and foolishness, well, you know, you just go ahead and follow them. But make no mistake about it. Israel was a sovereign nation. And Israel was great under, you know, Solomon. He was great. It was great under David. And uh, there was other times, you know, when they came out of the land and, you know... <coughs> Israel was tough. And then, of course, they got in the land and sin entered in. And, of course, in verse 18 it says, Beware lest Hezekiah persuade you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations delivered his hand, his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Now, there is a problem with what Rabshakeh is saying. Because as of now, Sennacherib is not necessarily the most conquered king there is. I mean, one that goes and conquers stuff. It was Sargon, his dad, who was so famous and well-known, and he was real tough, and his armies took a lot of stuff. And then by the time you get past Sennacherib and he dies, there's some other surprises in store. So actually, you're on the downward spiral, a spiral of Assyria. You're also on, on, on the spiral of Judah. And uh, see, they're going to recover with this, they have had trouble with uh, pagan worship in their own land, and that's why a lot of this stuff is happening. And uh, note to America, you know, stop trying to be like a bunch of pagans. You know, the Lord God bless this country. You keep screwing around, you're going to make it worse. And if you keep listening to these dipwits we got around here that think they're all enlightened and they're led by a bunch of left-wing nutcases, I mean, you're going to get what you deserve. Well, I am to be living in America, and my part of America doesn't want anything to do with your part of America. So there is an issue. You could have the very same thing in America. You could have two houses. Those are the uh, Marxists and those are the dyed-in-the-wool, traditional American, colonial America, uh, free, revolutionary, um, God-fearing, you know. Yeah, you could have the same thing. So... Uh, you know, see, the issue with nations is always a problem because nations think they're under themselves. You know, and the problem we have is you have nations like China who feel the same way. You know, they can do pretty much they want to. They take on the Lord God, and uh, they do that by oppressing the Christian church there, throwing uh, Christian pastors in prison. They don't care. North Korea is the same way. You get over in Russia. And although there's the Russian Orthodox Church as a state religion, Putin still comes out and, and oppresses other Christian faiths. So uh, we do have a tendency as human beings to tell the Lord God to shove it. You know, we're going to do what we want to do and you can't stop us until we realize the air you breathe belongs to him. And of course, by the way, all of this stuff has a resemblance um, to a post that I... I did, and you would have heard that. No, you wouldn't have. We didn't tell you about it because I just got it done. But at any rate, hopefully by the end of the show, we'll tell you that uh, latest article you need to listen to because I just got it up. And all this relates. All this comes together, folks. And 
So as you're listening to Isaiah, stop thinking that this is, well, this happened back in the Old Testament. We don't have to pay attention to it. There's lessons here. The apostle said, uh, you know, you can listen to Paul. Paul said, uh, you know, these things uh, are there for our learning, our edification. We're to learn from this stuff. We're not to do the same stupid things that the people back in the Old Testament did. Now, there was some smart people. There was some godly people back there. Make no mistake about it. Faith began with Abraham back in the Old Testament. And because he believed God, it was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake. Christians today, we believe God, and it's imputed unto us for righteousness' sake. So make no mistake. You may think it's an Old Testament and outdated, but I got news for you, buddy or gal. This thing has a lot of stuff that can teach you a thing or two. And if you will look at it and read it and, and pursue it, you will learn a lot. Now, back in uh, Isaiah 10, we went through this back then because that's another prophecy of Isaiah. Is not uh, Kalnoah's Carmesh, is not Hamath as Arpad, is not Samaria as Damascus. As my hand has found the kingdoms of the idols whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem and of Samaria, shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, so do to Jerusalem and her idols? That's another word from Sennacherib. You know, but he didn't. See, that's that's the issue. See, the thing of it is, Samaria had a lot of idols. Samaria, part of the northern kingdom. And, of course, he didn't do it anyway. You know, Sargon is really the one originally who took care of everything. Um, but at any rate, so in Isaiah thirty-six nineteen, you have the same thing as he said pretty much in Isaiah 10, 9 through 11. I mean, this is amazing how it, how it goes because now we're going through this section is, is the actual events that's being recorded. And so he says in Isaiah 36, 19, where are the gods of Hamath, the city of Assyria? That's what Hamath was, a seat of one of the tribes of Canaan and Arphad, which is not far from Hamath. And it's called Epiphania, You've heard of Epiphany? <laughs> well, this is Epiphania. And uh, like Epiphany. Uh, but at any rate, where are the gods of uh, Sepharvim? Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Now, I can't guarantee the transliteration of these. I also couldn't guarantee the Hebrew of it, or, or even if it was in Greek. You know, we need English here, and the English reads, and, you know, now, so at any rate, Isaiah 36, 19, where are the gods? In other words, I'm standing at the gates of Jerusalem. My armies are outside, and nobody so far has been able to uh, stop us. Well, so far, and we'll get into this when we get into further into the chapter, uh, other chapters, because it, it, it rolls along, and then you begin to find out more behind the scene, and we will pick up some stuff from Chronicles as well and Kings as we go along because it's recorded in a number of places. Now this one in 2 Kings 17.31 and the uh, Avites made uh, Nibhaz and Tartak and the Sepharites burned their children in fire to Adramelech and Anamelech, the gods of the uh, of <laughs> Now, you don't have to know who all those people are. But the bottom line of it is, they were burning their children in the fire, and they were ended up getting conquered by Assyria. Because God turned them over. Now, <clears throat> believe it or not, the children of Israel before Jerusalem, before Judah is fully consumed by Babylon, they were burning their children in the fire as well. I don't know what it is with countries. But they like to burn their children in fire. Now, you can say, well, you know, that's disgusting. We would never do that. In, in America and the world today, you've been burning your children in fire all along. And you've been doing it through abortion. No, we haven't. You're being some weirdo. Well, I got news for you. It's called Bible, and it's also called blood guilt. You know, and, and I, if I've heard it once from some of these females, I've heard it a lot of times. 
Our bodies are our own and we can do what we want. I got news for you, chick, female, lady, whatever your name is, whoever you are. If you're going to have a baby, now so far even a transgendered male can't have a baby yet. Now just wait until they do. The bottom line of it is, is that that kid that's been created and it's in your belly belongs to God. Now it may be your belly and it may be your body but God made that body he gives you the air to breathe and as there's a God in heaven you do not have a right to kill that baby but see we don't care in the modern world so when we talk about burning children in the fire to Amalek you look at abortion real closely get your head out of the nether region stop being a spoiled brat and pay attention this is how these nations got in trouble in the first place because they wouldn't listen to the Lord. Do you think you're bigger than God? Do you think America's bigger than God? Do you think China is? China is just as bad or worse than America is. We've got this happening worldwide. India's the same way. For a long time, they were killing all the female babies because the boys were worth more. China was doing the same thing. Now, all of a sudden, China's come out and said, you can have as many kids. Or they're talking about having them have as many kids as they want because they found out all of a sudden now they don't have enough males they don't have enough females because they've been limiting everything well duh the duh factor comes in here you see this is what happens so when we have people like Rab Shekai who's slickered in a skunk comes in there his words you know sting and he mocks and he just, uh, in another time, he just acts so nice and come on out and play, okay? I'll be nice to you. Yes, we got all the army here, but we're not going to hurt you. We've got all kinds of stuff here. We'll feed you. We'll party you. And then, of course, he doesn't say, once you're drunk, we're going to slaughter you. But at any rate, yeah, you can't trust him. Now, Isaiah 36, 20. Who are they among all the gods of these lands that have delivered their land out of my land that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? Now I can tell him. Because the Lord God has his prophet. His prophet is, is right there in contact with Hezekiah. Hezekiah, and we're going to cover this. It's, it's in another chapter, the in-close details. We're just covering the outside schmucky stuff between this shill uh, Rabshakai, who stands there real proudly and tells the children of Israel what they'd better do. Well, see, the thing of it is, is that uh, Sennacherib isn't really known for brilliance. Now, Sargon, among his own people, was known as a real hero. But, uh, well, the whole thing went south anyway, because by the time you get to Sennacherib's kids, it becomes an effeminate society and is overthrown. And the Assyrians are no more. So make no mistake, when you screw around with the Lord God, when you call him, call him out, he's the one that gave you the breath. And now see, there's one other that's going to do this more than anybody or any ruler ever in the history of the world. And that includes Satan, because Satan will be behind him, and that's the beast of Revelation 13. And he will come out and he will mock God. He will mock everything in heaven. He will, he will set himself up as God in the temple of God. This is what he's going to do. Now that's yet to come, kids. But you see, what has this got to do with Isaiah? It's got a lot. Because when you look at rulers, when you look at pompous rulers, pompous leaders, they get in there and they think that they just have it all. The Roman Empire, as big as it was, I think there was... Uh, I think I keep saying 10 major persecutions of Christians uh, during that time. Now, see, uh, we're covering Romans tomorrow, and I'm going to be talking about the civil government authority. Now, that's going to be real fun because a lot of people use that very chapter 13 of Romans to tell you that you got to do whatever the government says. Well, that's a bunch of baloney, but I'll cover that tomorrow. You see, we're to serve the Lord God. Now, the bottom line of it is, I've lined up a few things here. The lies of the devil and them that he sends, okay? Now, the first thing is, verse 14. 
Let not Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you. See, the leader, he happens to be, Hezekiah was a godly leader. And uh, he got in touch, of course, with uh, Isaiah. And both Isaiah and him was making a plea before the Lord. Isaiah had already uh, told him, many he got in contact, that you don't have anything to worry about. But the first thing the devil's going to tell you, don't let anybody deceive you. What I'm telling you is the truth. If you don't listen to me, you're going to be destroyed. That's the devil. Verse 15, don't let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying he will deliver them, for Jerusalem would be delivered to the king. Another lie. You're believing for something. You're trusting God for healing. Well, don't trust in God. You know, don't trust. Look at how many people go to the hospital. Look at how many people die. Well, what are you what are you even thinking about that for? You know, don't trust God. That's the devil, my friends. Yeah, he was alive. He was right beside Rabshakeh. His buddies are probably over there sitting alongside Sennacherib as he was delivering this. They were whispering in his ear, "It's going to be yours. It's going to be yours." They didn't know that he was going to die. Yeah, but I thought I was going to get it. Yeah, and then he winds up dead in his temple as he's worshiping his fake god. Well, figure out that, folks. You're worshiping some foreign god in America. There is a true and a living god that has blessed this country. And I got news for you. Whether you like it or not, where the all the people that are out there, the perfectionists, those who are the ones that hate everything America's become, you know, you people are wrong, you're nuts, you're crazy, you're, you're led astray, you've forsaken the true and the living God. And I'm here to tell you, just as Hezekiah said, God is going to deliver us, he's going to be with us. But if you forsake him, you're in trouble. So next thing, verse 16, he invites people to come out with presents. Gifts, meaning to bow and make obeisance. So you come out and you give him gifts. And, of course, there's a little difference in the context of the Hebrew. Um, the presence, the word presence, I believe it is in that, or gifts. But it, it means to bow, and you're making obeisance to Sennacherib with, with gifts. You know, you're not going to have a party. You're humbling yourself. Oh, great king, forgive us. Here's a gift. Have an extra bag of peanuts. I got more in my in my shop here, but here, take some peanuts. You know, you want something to drink with that? I got some fine, fine hooch. You know, take some of that while you're at it. No, good grief. When you give in to the enemy, and if you haven't figured this out yet, you do not make peace with the devil. You do not make peace with the demons of hell. You do not make peace with people who are wicked and do not want your truth. Now, see, as believers, we should love them. We should pray for them. But you can't trust them. You know, he said pray for them. He said love them. He didn't say trust them. There's a lot of people that I pray for. A lot of people that I want to love. But there's a lot of people I wouldn't trust, uh, trust them to get close to anybody. People today are wicked, they're nuts, they've forsaken the Lord. <laughs> and that's, you know, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I am. And that's just in the church. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, okay? But in some of them, yeah. Now, verse 4, verse 16. Eat every one of his vine of his fig tree, drink water from your own cistern. You know, just give in and we're going to make you prosperous. <laughs> Famous last words. You know, America, give in, become socialist, and everything's going to work out. You know, I mean, you'll be buddies with China now. You're going to be buddies with North Korea. You'll be just like Venezuela. Oh, whoops, I guess I shouldn't have said that. No. When the devil comes, he's going to tell you, especially if you've got somebody godly around that has spiritual leadership that knows the truth, they're going to tell you, don't listen to them. They're going to tell you, don't let them convince you that the Lord will help you. See, nothing's changed. This is Isaiah. But you can find a lot of this same stuff when you get into the New Testament. Come on out and be friends with me. The devil wants you to come out. Come out and play. He's dressed in a business suit. He's looking nice. 
He's got lots of money. I have a friend of mine I haven't talked to in many, many years. And uh, he was, uh, was not a nice guy. And then he got saved. He had a lot of blood on his hands. And the devil didn't like it. He said one day he was in his shop and he turned around and there's the devil. Those are his words, not mine. And he said between his hands he had loads of cash. They were just kind of moving from one hand to the other. He wanted him to come because he would make him rich. Now you see, back in the old days of the 60s, how many times did we hear about these singers giving their soul to the devil to be rich and famous? See, this is, this is not fiction. And when the enemy comes, you may not be offered riches or fame or fortune, but he's trying to steal your faith. He's trying to steal your God from you. And you know, if you get in Revelation, the one thing that, that is put in there by John, don't let anybody steal your crown. You know, there's a crown given to the saints of God. And through Christ, God sees us as his children. But you can forsake and go the other way. Just give in and he'll make you prosperous. Then it comes down to the bottom line. He says, if you're not going to do these things, then I'm going to take you away. I'm going to destroy you. Now you see, Assyria was a prosperous land, and they got that way on the backs of many people. They pillaged, they stole, they had slaves, cattle, you know, you name it, they had it. Esau Haddon was the last one to rule in a, there, and he was the son of Sennacherib. And then, of course, the devil will tell you how successful he is. Don't listen to Hezekiah. If you're b trying to believe for something, you say, don't work. God don't heal anymore. I have claimed the souls of many people. And I have destroyed many people through sickness. Do you think you're able to stop me? The devil's real. He's nothing to play with. And then he'll list his accomplishments like uh, Rabshakeh did, verse 20. Who are these gods that have failed to deliver their cities from the Assyrians, let alone the God of Israel, over Jerusalem? Now see, they told them that the Lord God had sent them there to destroy him. And we covered this. And Isaiah did say, he prophesied that Assyria would be used of the Lord. But that they got everything totally screwed up because they, they have no clue. You know, the bottom line of it is, is God uses nations for his purposes. And just like God will use chastisement in the New Testament to bring Christians around, he will do the same thing. He did the same thing with Israel. Now, you see, the thing of it is, is that by the time you get to, to the final analysis of the conversation between Rabshakeh and the men that Hezekiah had sent, the men held their peace. They didn't say yay or nay. The only thing they said is speak not to us in certain tongues. They wanted another language so the people on the wall wouldn't hear, but Rabshakeh said, I've come to speak to them, so he didn't listen to them. But you see here, they said not a word. Don't agree with them. Don't do nothing. Just leave. Hezekiah told them bluntly not to say anything. But you see, in the end, 
after all the talking. You see, but but within this, there's always temptation. In everything that happens, there's a temptation. All your activities every day, there's the right and the wrong. Now see, when I was raised, I was raised by parents that emphasized that God gave us a conscience. And that conscience you have to listen to for right or wrong. And the parents were charged to teach us right and wrong. And so I was a small lad and I was in church with the rest of the family. Grandma and Grandpa went there. Mom went there. That was most important to get me there. Now, by the time we get to chapter 37, which is where we're at, you've got, you see, you've already had the temptation. You've already met the devil at the gates of Jerusalem. Make no mistake, temptation comes to you. Trouble comes to people. And so you look at this. In chapter 37, it gets down to brass tacks. Now what are you going to do? Well, number one, we'll find that out in chapter 37. After that, after the whole thing is over, Hezekiah in chapter 38 ends up very, very sick. And he does some stuff that he shouldn't have done. And by the time we get to chapter 39, Babylon is involved. And so you see how this is going. And so... When we look at what's happening worldwide, not just in America, the nations are in turmoil today, many of them. But that is nothing compared to what it will be in the Great Tribulation. Now, the response that Hezekiah did in response to uh, Rabshakeh and Sennacherib. Because the fact of it is you can have some guy coming up and threatening you. But see, Rabshakeh happened to have the Assyrian army there. And there are some reasons why they all wound up down there. And it involves Egypt and it involves uh, Ethiopia also was involved and you have a number of other things going on. So the first thing, Hezekiah. And I'm going to briefly tell you the various things then we'll go through. Number one, he rent his clothes. He covered himself in sackcloth. He went to the house of the Lord. Now those three things involves a human reaction of renting your clothes because of grief. How could this happen? It's just terrible. I, I, you know, I'm facing the end. I, I can't do it. I need to do something. So renting the clothes and covering in sackcloth was a sign of mourning, repentance, and getting yourself right before God. You're humbling yourself before God. And then he went into the house of the Lord. Now you see, churches, you see, do not replace the fact that we are the temple of God. We have the Spirit of God within us when we are born again by the Spirit. And we become believers. And where two or more of us are gathered, the Lord is in the midst of us. That's really what church is. 
But see, we get in buildings, which is okay. And when you have three people who truly know the Lord and His Spirit dwells within you, because you must be born again of the Spirit, John 3. You must also receive Him, John 1. There's a number of other scriptures like that. Now you see, in the Old Covenant, that's where they went, into the house of the Lord. Now Samuel was a direct product of his mama going into the house of the Lord at the time and seeking God to have a, to have a son, a child. And she said, if you give me this child, I will give him back to you. Because in her household, she had been barren. She ended up having Samuel. So at any rate, the house of the Lord is where you met the Lord. And it's, it was what the children of Israel used. Now today, our churches have a lot of different uses. And they become rich, worth millions, packed out, some of them with huge numbers. I remember we were over at Rod Parsley's church. And I was getting um, anointed for one of his ministries over there. And I was going to come back here. And that day we had like 20,000 people in church. 20,000. <laughs> That's more than our entire town where I was from. <laughs> That's a lot of people. And then when you get ready to leave, it's amazing. I mean, it looks like the whole town is going in the same direction, and it was. But you see, the thing of it is, it, it's not bad if they're all led the same way. The Spirit of God is moving and a lot of things. But what I'm trying to get across to you is today. Around the world, there are people who know the Lord, who are filled with the Spirit. They're born-again Christians. And they don't have a church to go to. And there's others that do have churches. But the enemy comes in and kills them. And destroys the church. We report on this every week. And so. Hezekiah had sent. Eliakim and Shebna. And the eldest of the priests. And uh, the priests, the eldest ones, were wrapped in a mourning linen. You know, it's... You're mourning because of what has happened. And they gave the message to Isaiah. So he went to the prophet of God and sent the very uh, best among them who would knew, know how to act. I mean, this is serious bids business, you see. So in Isaiah 37, 1, And it came to pass, when King Hezekiah heard it, this is everything that had happened, and of course he knew the army was out there, he rent his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. Now, <clears throat> you can buy sackcloth today. You can buy stuff made out of that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, you can get modern ones. I don't know where they get them. I, I don't have any. But I've seen black ones. But at any rate, mourning. And then you have the ashes. You can get ashes anywhere. You know, burn a bunch of logs or something. But see, the idea here. Is humbling yourself. Now for us. The Lord told us to go in the closet. He told us to fast and pray. The Lord gave us the example. When he went into the wilderness. He fasted and prayed for 40 days. So. Fasting is a real 
place and a real thing you can do when you're if you come up with anything major if you're going to go clean a house of spirits you need to be fasted and prayed if you're going to go pray for someone for healing you need to fast and pray seriously not just for a meal and something really serious you have to at least do it for three days but if you're going to do something where it involves miracles and signs really have to you got to be doing it for seven days and if it's really really big you need to do it longer than that up to 40 days Because the devil seeks whom he may devour. He never stops. And you need to be on top of this stuff, especially if you're a family. Because you want to protect your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, whoever it is. Your husband, your wife, your friend, your job, your co-workers. See, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I mean, you know, if you knew Kung Fu and every other kind of defensive move and you could get yourself on the devil and beat the living daylights out of him, you wouldn't even be able to get your hands on him. But if you could, um, you know, that would be a legitimate way to prove your point to him. But see, he, he scoffs at your human efforts because he's already bested you in, in the world. Without Christ, you can do nothing. Without Christ, you're lost. And because Christ came, we're not under the old covenant. Christ came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. So we have a way to battle it. Now, in our day and age, just like in Hezekiah, you have an army outside the city. You've got a real issue. Make no mistake, many Christians have gotten slaughtered. Many Christians continue to get slaughtered today, and they know how to fast and pray. We're in contact with people that see literal miracles and signs and wonders in some of the toughest areas of the world. We've reported on. Yet the fact remains of it is, there's things that happen. And in a battle, people get hurt and get killed. And that's the way it is. And in America, we are in this situation here that will determine the future of this country right now. And you've got the worst thing that you could have running your country right now. And you have the worst leadership we've ever had in some of these cities in this country. The devil thinks he has America. You see, the devil was telling Sennacherib that he had Judah, but he didn't. Verse 2, and he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, and Chebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth unto Isaiah the son of Amos. And that's recorded in 2 Kings 19, 1 through 19. I I could have read all 19 verses, but you can find it there. Second Kings 19, that entire chapter, 1 through 19. And they said unto him, speaking to Isaiah, Thus saith Hezekiah, 
This day is a day of trouble, of rebuke, and of blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth, and there's not enough strength to bring forth. Now see, it's trouble because Sennacherib there. It's of rebuke because he's allowed to stand at the wall with an army. And of blasphemy because he's blaspheming the Lord God of Israel. Because Rabshakeh said the Lord sent them, told them to do this. Now, very much so, they could have heard Isaiah prophesying about it, but they didn't understand. Especially when Hezekiah got in there, who destroyed the pagan altars and a lot of the stuff they were they were doing. And it was Hezekiah who led the way in reform. And so when you begin to follow what the Lord wants, you know, he's there. And so you have this going on, and, and make no mistake about it, they say right out that it was blasphemy what Rabshakeh was saying. They're not going to make peace with an enemy that blasphemes their God. And see, he even Hezekiah even sent the elders of the priests to make sure that Isaiah knew that this is the spiritual aspect. This is serious. We need to know what the Lord will say. And, and you know the thing that I love about this. Is that Isaiah was a true prophet of God. And he spoke the word that day. And of course they believed it. Because what he said came to pass. Now you see you got to be very careful with the prophets in today's world including Christian prophets I was watching Jonathan Kahn's thing some time ago Tower was with me and we were watching it uh, when they were standing up appealing to God that he would allow Trump to stay in and do all this other stuff And Jonathan Kahn was very careful in what he said and he was praying that the will of the Lord, according to whatever the will of the Lord was, and etc. So Jonathan Cahn did it properly. But there was Christians up there who just went about, one after another, prophesying all this stuff. And none of it came to pass. One of them even apologized. But see, the thing of it is, even for the, the Jewish prophets, you know, when they prophesied, a lot of the stuff didn't come to pass right away. Because it applied to future stuff. And so you can't always say, well, it didn't come to pass. But there are those things that when a prophet says in three days or in two days, whatever it is, then that event has to come to pass. Now, you see, Hezekiah knew that Isaiah was a true prophet. And they went straight to the top. Hezekiah went straight into the house of the Lord. And he was covered in sackcloth and ashes, no royalty robes. And he went in there before God, just like I said, naked I came out of the womb. Naked, you know, I stand. You know, here I am, Lord. I'm right before you. Don't stand naked before the Lord, by the way. I mean, he already knows you're naked. But, you know, the Lord had, had if you get in the Torah, you'll find out. The Lord wanted the nakedness of the priests not to show when, when they did their stuff. I, the only reason I say that is because there was this one church, the nude church, where the pastor stood up there totally naked preaching. I thought, oh, God, give me strength. You know, I mean, if, if they were at all reading the word of God correctly, they would know. You don't defile the Bema seat. They didn't even know what the Bema seat is, so... See, the bottom line of it is, is that God has not changed. He's the same God. The same God that Isaiah knew. 
The same God that Hezekiah was humbling before is the same God we have today as Christians, but through Christ with the modern covenant, the blood of the covenant because of the cross. And while we may do, you know, certain things, and there are certain things we don't need to do, there is one truth. God is a holy God. And he has laid out how you need to act. And so we will begin again in those verses 3 and 4 again next week. And we'll take off from there. It's very important to really look at these things and understand. Because today in America, you know, Hezekiah told them to tell Isaiah... This is a day of trouble, of rebuke, and of blasphemy. That's what's happening in the world today. That's what's happening in America today. We have many people that are so busy with their lives they don't see it. Now it's my job to see these things. But the bottom line of it is, folks... Isaiah also wrote, I will choose your delusions. I will bring your own fears upon you. Because when I called, you did not answer. And the Apostle Paul backs that up in 2 Thessalonians 2. Speaking of a delusion that God will send because they received not the love of the truth. Make no mistake, there's truth and error. Make sure you know which one is which. Father, thank you for your word today. Bless it to those that hear it whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay. Well, at any rate. Good show tonight. I like Isaiah. And I, you know, when you're truly repentant, God will answer. Yeah. You got that right. I believe so. And, and I think that's exactly what it shows. You know? Because guess what? God answered. That's right. The Assyrian armies were slaughtered by an angel. And a lot of times these angels will have a plague come or whatever, you know, but they were dead. You know, and it doesn't say there was blood all over the ground. Now, if you look at Armageddon and when the Lord comes back, the horse, uh, very descriptive in in. Uh, revelation that the horse runs to the horse's bridle. Now that's a lot. The blood. Of the blood. Yeah, yeah. The blood does. That's a lot of dead people. That's a lot of blood, you know. And it's not plasma because we can do a lot of plasma today, you know. <laughs> I mean, leave it to the. Well, that's not blood. You know, CNN is reporting that uh, there was a shipment of plasma that spilled out on the battlefield. You know, that's the kind of reporting I expect from C CNN. Didn't always used to be there that way. But uh, recently, Tower and I saw a thing special on Ted Turner and what he was doing, uh, you know. And, and he used to own CNN. Yeah. When he had it, <clears throat> at least they really did give the news. It was something. Today, it's just political. It's terrible. And Don Lemon, I think he's from Mars. I mean, he just has never... The stuff he comes up with, just absolutely... I don't watch him, but I just see it on the news, what he says. At any rate, it's all about sin. We're going to have to get out of here, Tower. Okay, well, be sure to go to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com to read the latest article by The Watchman. 
partakers of Christ, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We're always glad to have you here, and we're thankful for each and every one of you. And we pray for you. We love for, love you and hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.